He's got like no camera. He just has like a shitty mic and uh, just loves playing video games and is terrible at them, but is having the best time. So uh, shout out to Dane Cook. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Did we ever continue to watch the reboot? Uh, yeah, I did. You did you finish it? Yeah, I finished the season. Yeah, wow. I think it was a really good show. I didn't. I did really maybe like five or six episodes. Liked them all, and then just well, what happened? I don't want to tell you that. You should finish watching. What could possibly happen? Johnny Knoxville keeps stripping that kid's mom. He doesn't actually. Really? Yeah, no, he doesn't. So does the kid's mom kill Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> no, the uh, the kid's mom actually like Johnny Knoxville thinks that the kid's mom is falling in love with him, and she's like, "No, love I that. just want to fuck you." Love that <laughs> move. I don't 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 like that second part, but lo- love the Why move not? of like, oh if no, if it's on the table and everybody agrees that they yeah. just that they're just. I just stripping. think it's very funny when someone's like, "Oh God, this person's obsessed with me," and they're and like, the other person's like, "What?" I think that person like. Thinks I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Good show. Like, not a great show, but a good show. Good show, huh? Speaking of great shows, did send you a uh, a, a list, I believe, from IGN yesterday. Yeah. The five best TV shows of the year. Mm -hmm. Guess what was on there? And or not on cinema. Oh, uh, they've been getting a lot of emails, though, saying that uh, (laughs) that's what they do (laughs) on this show. So they'll when they argue with each other, they'll say like, "Well, I've been getting a lot of emails that say what like whatever is trying to prove their point." But yeah, it looks like Andor. Uh, as I immediately responded to you, man, everyone's just giving Andor five bags of popcorn, That's and maybe right. like a little, um, maybe like a little steering wheel for a uh, for like a Star Wars ship. Is that what they do? They fly around in Andor. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. So Greg will always toss in like a wild to say a steering wheel instead of like going to like a lightsaber immediately, though. No. So like Greg will take like 15 seconds to think of like the thing that he'll throw in and it's never the obvious one. And Tim's like, just just go. No, just pick this thing. Just pick this. You kind of big brained yourself there, though, because lightsaber is not involved in Andor to this point. Right. Right. I we did discuss, though, how great it would be if people did just like pull lightsabers on each other. I saw a thing that... It's a lot more respectful and, like, personal than a gun, you know? There's nothing personal about a gun. But they do have guns in Star Wars, right? Yeah, they do. They have, like, blasters. laser guns. Blasters. And... Then I started blasting. (laughs) (laughs) Now, are there different... um, Is there, like, a shotgun for uh, the Star Wars guns? That's a a good question. I know they have... with a good spread? They have, like, (laughs) big gun guys. Yeah. Uh, I know they have like RPGs. That's they gotta a, have different kind of guns. RPGs are rocket propelled, rocket propelled grenade, rocket uh, propelled gun. Do you know what a uh, you know what an RPO is? A run pass option. Run pass option. Mm-hmm. Sorry to get a little X's and O's on everybody, but so what's an RPG? A rocket propelled grenade, I think. Rocket. So it's like a gun that shoots a grenade, an explosive. It's like a grenade launcher. Correct. That's. Uh, the same name you ever do grenade launchers in were you a were you a uh 
uh, N64 um, Goldeneye Goldeneye guy? Yeah. Okay. You do grenade launchers? <laughs> do they have grenade launchers? Yeah, you Goldeneye? can play with grenade launchers. Really? And it was ridiculous. And you would play in that one. What was the the level, like the quote-unquote map? We didn't call them maps back then. But the one that was like the the best one to play. That had that like second level. One? No, no, no. It was like... That's sh- the only one that I really remember. Okay, so there was one um, that had... Uh, second level and like a little ramp you'd go up, but essentially it felt like you were kind oh, of. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like that. And there was a basement yeah. where you could go, but uh, yeah, we would always play there. Every now and then you mix it up with grenade launchers, and it's so stupid <laughs> because you cannot even follow the map or the radar or anything, and just be like, I think someone might be over there. Ba-da-ba-da. <laughs> and like you die because all you're I really remember cool. is like the golden gun. Golden Gun rocked. The Golden Gun did rock. That was a gun that all you need to do is get shot shot. by it. One shot and you're dead. And you die, which I don't know. I still don't have a super good understanding of guns. Sounds like most But I'm like, you can't just kill somebody with one shot with another gun? If you have good enough aim. You know, it was a great one. You know what? You remember the Clob? No. That was like 400 shots and you die. It was like getting stung by a bee. (laughs) It was like the weakest gun and if someone wanted to flex with you, a flex on you, they would uh, kill you with the club. <laughs> and my cousin would always say, you just got clobbered. And I'd be like, all right, I'm getting it bad enough. Uh, speaking of video games, did find out this week that our guy, Dane Cook, now streams on Twitch and plays Call of Duty. And he is so fucking bad. Man, I love that for him. I, I absolutely love it for him, especially because... There are some streamers or like some some celebrities who stream on Twitch and you can tell that like they're really not enjoying themselves. They're just doing it because it's like the trend. It's like me, except I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> yes, true. Uh, just on there, not enjoying you, myself. You can tell that like like somebody just like got them all the equipment. They were like, hey, you should do this. It'll be good for your brand. Like it give you exposure. And they're like, I don't want to do this, but they do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't do it if you don't want to do it. Dane Cook is the opposite. He's got like no camera. He just has like a shitty mic and uh, just loves playing video games and is terrible at them, but is having the best time. So uh, shout out to Dane Cook. He also, I did tell you about this. Um, uh, the new Call of Duty has proximity chat, which means that if you're in the area of somebody, uh, they can hear your mic if you're around them. Dane Cook is abusing the hell out of that feature. He's just talking to people <laughs> when they're around him, and his screen name is literally just Dane Cook. So if you're playing Call of Duty and Dane Cook is in your game <laughs> and near you and you hear a guy who sounds like Dane Cook and his screen name pops up as Dane Cook, it is literally Dane Cook. So you're just playing, and can you hear your friends and stuff? Yes. So I'm going up to you. I'm running around. I'm like, hey, get that gun. And then as you're talking, just. You've just driven into Fuckville. Ooh, that's not where I thought you were going with and that. She's the mayor. So yes, that could be him. What he should do, but more realistically, what we should do, less realistically, because we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But we should <laughs> do use that feature and get close to people and play Dane Cook jokes like on the <laughs> mic. You can do that. That's incredible. So what I was initially going to say is Dane Cook should tell his old jokes. And <laughs> so he'll just come to someone and be like, when I was a kid, there was a toy called Speak and Spell. Speak <laughs> and Spell. And then he does the Speak and Spell bit. 
You don't speak yes, and spell joke? Yes, I do, yes. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, whoops, wait, sorry. Wrong one. Mm-hmm. I want to get into a, a game with Dane Cook. With Dane Cook, and then he kills have, you. have him kill me, mm. and then me calm to my teammates. I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked. Pretty good, right? You just got cooked. <laughs> Does Dane Cook run around while he's playing these videos? Like, in real life. <laughs> he's just, like, around the room? Yeah, he's, like, standing up a lot. <laughs> doing just, a lot of physical just like, comedy just dancing basically yeah. uh no i i don't know because again he doesn't have a camera uh, doesn't use a camera but what i can tell you is that he does not run in the game <laughs> he doesn't run in the game you just when like I tell stand you, still when i tell you that he's bad at the game he like camps in corners and like crouch walks throughout the entire map <laughs> it's so tough to watch now does your avatar look like you in video game in Call of Duty, no, yeah. you have to pick like pre-selected avatars. They have like, celebrities. Amazing. They have celebrities in the game though, like as choosable characters. Would as be very, such, Dane would, Cook is not available. Not in there. <laughs> yeah, you have to be popular. Damn, that would rock if just like Dane Cook was walking around. He's got like kind of loose jeans, <laughs> just uh, white up, tank top, just doing throw up that the super finger thing. Oh man, that was when it was at that point, and I, I had this moment with a lot of. Uh, I feel like it's always with comedians, but like. I was not out, but just like taking a back seat with John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Like by the time he was becoming a sex symbol and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like by the time he was like, he'd become Taylor Swift, I was less interested in him anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but the super finger thing, I think, was more of like an actual, okay, now I am, because of this, now I don't think you're cool anymore. And for that reason, I am out. And for that reason, um, yeah, uh, Superfinger is on on like uh, on MySpace for like a real moment in time. On my, really? Yeah. Was there like an emoji for them? No, but like people would always post pictures. At least like kids that I went to like middle school with or or whatever would post like the Superfinger pose and then post it on MySpace. Damn, <laughs> outrageous. Um, yeah, I wanted to like once I found out that Dane Cook is streaming on Twitch, I wanted to be like, oh, is he? Uh, is he doing that to appeal to his like seventeen-year-old fiance? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't hate the like late career pivot to Twitch or YouTube because I, I know what you said is right that a lot of people have YouTube channels now because it seems like their agent probably suggested, "Hey, here's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You got a base. If they subscribe, your stuff will get pushed, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, my favorite YouTuber currently is. Do you know who Justin Hawkins is? No. Uh, are do you know the band The Darkness? Sounds familiar, but I don't know. They do had I know a any songs? Hit in the early aughts called I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, you yeah. have to know that song, yes, right? Of course. Uh, he's the lead singer of that band, and he just has a YouTube channel called Justin Hawkins Rides Again, and he just sits there, and it's like. Half reaction video, half just kind of breaking stuff down. And it's lovely. It is right up my alley. Okay. He'll get into stuff that um, most people probably know about now anyway. So it's kind of nice to see. It, the thing of like when your friend checks out something you like and you're kind of eager to see 
how they feel about it. So he'll watch, for example, uh, there's one where he checks out the 1975 for the first time, and he's all he's almost always uh, positive and complimentary. But if something is shite, in his words, he'll kind of he'll let you know that he's feeling that way. But I don't know. It's just all like very positive vibes and very interesting. And it rocks. He was very complimentary of uh, part of the band. Oh, hell yeah. Which is my favorite tune on that album. But he was like freaking out at just the lyrics. And okay. for going in knowing nothing about them, and maybe he did know like, hey, this guy's supposedly a good lyricist, or they do this, or yeah. whatever. But yeah, I mean that's that's wild because 1975. I feel like a lot of the time is an acquired taste. Yes, but I mean, if if somebody hasn't heard the 1975, there's a good chance like they haven't heard Phoebe Bridgers. So you could mm. give them something like part of the band, and they check it out, and it might feel a little fresh instead of feeling like, oh, this kind of sounds like what a lot of people do right now. You see, the Phoebe Bridgers is on a, an upcoming SZA song. I did not. Yeah, SZA teased the uh, track list of her new album, which also uh, the album cover is her sitting on a diving board wearing shorts and a St. Louis Blues jersey. Wow. So SZA, Dave Bean, <laughs> handshake meme. Although I believe the diving board is uh, on like the ocean. So? There's sharks there. Mm, true. Not for me. Uh, can you fix your cord? It's bothering me. Thanks, pal. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, I I'm I'm very down with celebrities who like are quote unquote like washed up mm -hmm. and not like super popular, and then just like doing stuff that is that they're passionate about, like stuff people that like have had their their day in the sun, mm -hmm. and now are just like, well, I've I've created a little bit of luxury and and runway for myself, and I'm just gonna do what I want, like. I, I like Freddie Prince Jr. I see him all the time as just being like a guy who is likes nerdy shit and sports on Twitter. That's very cool. I'll tell you what he doesn't like. You? Keeper yeah. Sutherland. Oh, uh, wait, why? You think Freddie Prince Jr. wouldn't like me? I don't know. I, I thought like maybe you had a run in or something. I could see myself having a run in with Freddie Prince Jr. Like, like I, I could, could see I myself could... being like, Freddie Prince Jr. is a fucking dick, man. No, I could see you being like, oh, Freddie Prince Jr. is cool online, which he is. But and then you you doing like some like goofy online thing and him interpreting it the wrong way and being like oh Fuck yeah. this guy that's what I would assume would happen. I was there. telling the story the other day of when uh, I responded to somebody. I don't want to put their name out there, but I uh, they followed me. I followed them. I thought we'd have enough. We'd had enough interactions over the years, but they tweeted something anti Celtics. So I hit them with. Uh, shut the fuck up and they were so like hurt and offended oh, no. and sent back this like sir we do not know each other oh no i have never i would never say something like this to you oh i to know cross who this is such a line I know and blah blah is. and i just felt so fucking yeah. bad and then i like had to like dm him and be like hey i'm j I, he'd already unfollowed me oh no yeah it was just like really tough and I, that's the best and when i tell people that story they're just elated because all all things considered it's like no harm no foul and it's yeah, a right. misunderstanding but also like at face value 
saying shut the fuck up to somebody might potentially welcome that. It, it just got like the worst response it could have it's possibly It's a situation gotten. where it's like harmless, but it, like both sides look pretty bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, it, it's that, I mean, it's super embarrassing for like, – A, I just didn't like that I made this person feel bad. Yeah. And I don't know if this other person has the self-awareness that I think they have – they were probably super embarrassed by it. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, like, it's DJ like you, you, told you, you to you, shut you, the fuck up. You, co- you not- come away looking, like, extremely thin-skinned and sensitive, but then the other person also comes off as, like, somebody who just, like, doesn't grasp reality. That, Overstepped, like, like a yeah. Bit. yeah. It, it was just a, a bad scene <laughs> all around. But, yeah, I'm going to bring that back. Just start... Just telling people you don't know to go fuck themselves. Tell, yeah. Well, it's that, that that's like a... A segue into the movie that we'll be talking about later, uh, which is Spirited, in which uh, they find a very creative way to tell everybody to go fuck themselves. I didn't see Spirited. I saw Avatar. <laughs> fuck off. Are we not doing Avatar on this episode? We are not doing Avatar on this episode. I'm going to have a hard time. No, you can't You can't pull this, this fake out because it doesn't work because you literally texted me last night being like spirited is two hours and seven minutes spirited is two hours and seven minutes let me tell you too long and we'll get into the movie at some point but yeah we should save all our thoughts that's too long it is too long a streaming christmas i watched uh, i watched nobody this week um Mm. it is a clean and even 90 minutes long that movie forever just struck me as something that was not worth watching. It absolutely is worth watching. Man, it was always front and center. Every time I turn on my TV, it just like started at my on-demand page, which it normally doesn't. Yeah. It was just like really trying to feed it, me that movie. There are those movies that definitely seem to be like part of the streaming machine. Where yeah. It's like this is this movie uh, it, like needs to be streamed. And I get it, and like it is a very good streaming movie, especially because it's ninety minutes. I fucking love those movies, and and like yeah. if you are doing a straight to streaming, and I don't think nobody was straight to streaming. I believe it was theaters. It was theaters, but like if you're doing straight to streaming and you make your movie like ninety minutes and it's good, you get all the credit in the world from me. But like I talked about it with that with uh the prey movie. Yeah, the, that Predator movie, like it was fucking in and out, and I believe less than ninety minutes, and it did one thing, and that was it, and I was like, hell yes. So uh, if you can do that, good for you. Uh, nobody was basically John Wick, but like with a with some minor twists. But it was a lot of fun. It looked like, and this might just be the because of the cover, the movie poster. It seemed like a combination of John Wick and uh, Fist Fight. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we got to watch Fist Fight again. No, see we how don't. that one holds up. <laughs> no, we don't. It's about a bunch of teachers wanting to get in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that. Sometimes it does feel like something is like kind of part of the machine and being pushed. Mm -hmm. You want to know what the biggest waste of money is? Every time I check Twitter, I see a boosted tweet from Cocaine Bear pushing its trailer. Everybody is seeking out Cocaine Bear stuff. They don't. You don't got to pay money for that. Yeah, that's a crazy choice. Yeah. Do we talk about Cocaine Bear on this yet? Uh, No. What is there to even say? It seems like a humdinger of a cast. The movie's going to rock. Very post-snakes-on-a-plane world in which we live, where you name it, Sharknado, or Cocaine Bear, or Christmas with the Cranks, or whatever, that's just going to be really straightforward. It's weird that 
It's very weird that Elizabeth Banks is directing Cocaine Bear. That's probably the weirdest thing about I it. I honestly didn't even know that until you just Elizabeth said Elizabeth Banks is directing Cocaine Bear. I need to pay more attention to the sponsored posts, or the boosted posts. Yeah, I mean, it seems like one of those movies that, like you said, like a Sharknado or, or whatever, that it's like, okay, this is going to be intentionally goofy and like probably bad, but going to be fun and whatever. And like, you just have a no, all no names attached to it. This mm-hmm. movie's got like... Carrie Russell? Yeah, this movie's got Elizabeth Banks and a cast. Yeah. Isaiah Whitlock? Uh yes. Yes. And uh I don't do you know the uh the I forget the guy's name, but like the um the TikTok guy who does all like the customer service TikToks. What? There's customer the, the, service? I, the, the IKEA customer service guy. You've gotta see those. No. You've never seen those TikToks where it's like opened TikTok legitimately like probably ten times a yeah, but the, Yeah, but I those things make their way to Twitter all the time. Okay. It's Ikea like Ikea customer service. What what's what happens in that one? It's it's like Walter a, White. The, 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 the format voice. is the exact same every time. It's like I'd like to speak to your manager and it's like, oh you would? And it's like dr- dramatic music that kicks in. It's like it's just weird jokes like that. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows good? what I'm talking about. They get old after a while. Like, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. Mm. Okay. I, hey, I, I shout out. Uh, that guy's in the movie. Anybody on Instagram, stop commenting on my, like, two-month-old Blink-182 reel that I made and asking. I I, I just put the Blink-182 eras. I just break them down in terms of eras. No, and that's I, Taylor Swift. What's that? That's Taylor Swift. That's right. And, uh. I just put the albums there, and all these know-it-alls are saying, what about Buddha? You left off Buddha. Buddha is their demos. It's not a studio album, you idiot. Yeah, but there's good stuff on there. Yeah, but that's not one of their studio. Like, I, I put, like, all right, like, uh, uh, technically speaking, Cheshire Cat. Technically and, speaking. What? Demos is part of an era. Yeah, but I, I have It's arguably the, the most important one. It's what got them going. You can't fly a plane without taking off. So then, if you're doing that with any other band, are you putting all their EPs in there? If and you every... can find them. Look, kids that are getting on there and crying about like the self-titled album. Kids, I'm on your side. I know more than you. Okay, try, kids, try, I th- am on your you, side. Thank you for telling me about Buddha by Blink One Eight Two. I owned that. You couldn't. Fi- I bet you can't even find mm-hmm. that right now. You fucking mm-hmm. losers. I don't, I'm a real hipster over here. Hey, I knew about them before you did. I did. You that that just because they weren't born yet. Yes, you you've forgotten, and they have not forgotten. I have been a real Christmas with the cranks recently. I was at a uh, bar over the weekend, and they put on uh, the ten minute version of All Too Well, and Why? I legitimately just went outside for ten minutes. <laughs> a bar should never play that. I like got some work done, came back in, said to the guy who was checking IDs, he remembered me, but I, I was like, yeah, I was, that song's just terrible. <laughs> a, a bar should never play a song that's like 10 minutes long this was a touch tunes thing okay all right and well then that person should get kicked out of the bar that's right megan kelly you should get kicked really out of the bar. Yes. wow what an asshole and then all right now i'm just gonna i love megan kelly but what an asshole about megan. Move. uh then i was explaining to people why they're more in a cult than anything else with a taylor swift experience mm-hmm. and then uh all I Want for Christmas is You is playing, and Megan was like, oh, I bet DJ hates this song. And I was so offended. 
And she was like, you hate everything that people like. And I was like, I just think Taylor Swift isn't that good because I'm correct about this. You must know Mariah Carey is awesome. All I want for Christmas is you is a great song. Don't get this twisted. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I disagree with the, like the you hate everything that people like kind of thing, but I do think that I y- push back if people overcommit to something. Yeah, that, and it seems disingenuous. That's all fair. And you also like overanalyze everything. Yeah, like, you'd be like, yeah, Christmas. Uh, all I want for Christmas is you is a great song, but it's like it doesn't very have simple. a chorus. It's very simple. No, it's yeah, so cool. right? that song doesn't have a chorus. You know what? <laughs> think about it. it. Starts with a verse. Then back to that verse. Second verse, same as the first, buddy. Then a nice little bridge. Back to the verse. I don't care. It's a great song. Yeah. But look, God forbid we use our brains. I don't use my brain about everything, but it's always good to introduce some information. Yeah. I mean, I rarely use my brain when it comes to music. I've, we've, we've gone over this many times. It's like if it's shiny and it spins in my head, then mm. I am all about it. Sometimes I like... Uh, Sometimes I like lyrics. You know what I'm all about? Vizzy Hard Seltzer. No, the holidays. Okay. Between gift giving and family traditions, the holidays are full of lighthearted moments that make the end of the year just a little bit more joyful. Vizzy Hard Seltzer brings the joyful vibes all year round. It's always the season to celebrate with a Vizzy. As you know, I've enjoyed a Vizzy on a boat in the summer, at a bar watching the football in the fall. In a drink that I... Yeah, watching the football. Uh, I thought you said A football. Nah. Just... Joe Bluth over here. You know that Joe uh, Bluth kind of struggles with articles. Do you know that Joe Biden stays struggling at being awake? Yeah. (laughs) Famously a sleepy guy. (laughs) Sleepy. I actually hate uh, that I... This... Is like years after I ever anybody else found this funny, but I didn't find it funny. I think that saying the occasional word like Donald Trump is now becoming like kind of funny to me, and I don't like that at all. Anyway, uh, objectively, the funniest president in history. <laughs> so, you know, I'll pop that busy on a boat, I'll pop it at the bar, watching the boys. But a drink that I really like is the holiday season. Get somewhere. You're going to be there for the day. You kick your shoes off. Everyone's doing socks. And you have that first drink. Maybe it's your only drink of the day. For me, this year, I think it's going to be that Vizzy Mimosa. Mm-hmm. Pineapple orange. Mm-hmm. Put some on your head. <laughs> Don't put it on your head. Put it in your face. Put it in your body. That's right. Hold on. You want it? I mean, we've gotten in trouble with drops during reads, but... Put some on your head. Yeah. It, your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. And if you drink any other hard seltzer, this is what everybody's going to say to you. I ain't going to lie. I'm getting cooked. You're getting cooked. I'm going to say to you. Vizzy only. If you don't know which Vizzy to do, I'm pointing you in the direction of the variety packs. Variety pack two, for example, watermelon, strawberry, raspberry, tangerine, papaya, passion fruit, blackberry, lemon. Vizzy Hard Seltzer's got flavors for every vibe, and you know that it works in every single season. Stock up on Vizzy Hard Seltzer and show some love for the show. Here's how to get yours. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to find Vizzy near you. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. 
Celebrate responsibly. Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Get it. Put some on your head. While we're handling some business slash business, uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash listen to brunch. We're going to have bonus episodes. We're going to have uh, fun, exclusive content heading towards the holidays, maybe. Especially, uh, yeah. And uh, also... And to, to those asking why we didn't uh, get to Knives Out on the oh, Patreon yes, or fuck. on the YouTube, uh, which get on the brunch YouTube as well, is... We were kind of right in that it was just a limited theatrical release, so Pete wasn't able to get there. Wait, did we to talk about it. this on the podcast or just privately? Privately, yeah, privately, we were like, "You're telling huh. tales out of school right now." You are. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to share that. Uh, uh, yeah, we were wondering like what the deal with the Glass Onion release was because what I could remember was that it was going to be in theaters exclusively for a week, and then it was heading to streaming. So, like, my plan was. I was gonna wait for it to hit Netflix, which I oh, wait. That's what you were doing. All right, now this is no, your fault. No, no, well, like I was, you knew it was gonna be no, no Christmas. So that was initially my plan, but once we decided that, like, uh, yeah. that we were gonna do it for the episode, I was like, all right, I'll see it a little bit earlier. I'll go to theaters and see it. Uh, what I didn't realize was that it was not going to go directly from theaters to Netflix. It was in theaters for a week, then like going to be unavailable for a month and then go to Netflix on Christmas, which is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. I mean, really they're doing the, what they normally do with movies, except it was only in theaters for a week. Like normally it's in theaters for a little while, then it goes away and then you can get it on demand. Right. But like a week is just enough to build buzz to get people to want to see your movie and then suddenly your movie's not available. It does make people feel like they got like a like they're a critic, like they got an advanced got screening. A, yeah. No, it, it makes people feel like they have to panic and rush to go to the movie theater and carve out time within like, like six that. days. I don't like it. No. We're in a we're in like a weird uh weird part of uh life in cinema mm. where we're kind of still figuring out what the best way to release a movie is. America's a teenager. Yeah, they're 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 coming of age. Like us. <laughs> so you know what movie that's from? No, it's from uh, the Mighty Ducks, the Squeakwell. Okay, cool. Uh, they play against Iceland in the Junior Goodwill Games. Spoiler: It's uh, it's uh, he's the goalie, Russ Tyler, mm-hmm. just somehow puts on the pads. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh okay. No, I just I I uh You know what he says when he fires that knuckle puck? In knuckle puck time. It's movie time. <laughs> no, I I I don't like the idea of making a movie available for one week and then being like, "Oop, too bad you missed it." So, we will not be reviewing okay Glass Onion until I it comes out on Netflix. It. I want to see it again, and now I feel like I got that taste, so I kind of like the the little uh, flirtation it's doing with me. I don't like that you just straight up didn't see it. Yeah, I, I like n- because I missed by it one day. I thought about bringing in like an iPod, putting some like cans on you, and like you can sit there and uh, while I just review it, but that would stink. Yeah, so Glass Onion Review coming later this month. Also, uh, check out our YouTube page. You can find it. Um, I think YouTube listen to brunch, mm. Google it, it'll be there. We're doing uh we're doing individual we're gonna start doing individual movie reviews straight to YouTube. So like 
if you don't want to listen to an entire podcast or like we are going to have movie reviews taken from podcasts, put on YouTube. Sometimes we're going to do them specifically for YouTube. Uh, you can find all like full episodes on YouTube, but also movie reviews. It so. tricks people into getting into brunch because yes. then they'll search movie review, get us, and then they could tell by the edit at the end, wait a second, they don't seem done talking. What are they going to say next? And then we direct them to the podcast and then step three profit so get on the brunch patreon get on the brunch youtube uh check us out on twitter pete's at pete blackburn um, do at that. dj underscore bean uh oh we're gonna talk about phone habits on the next episode that mm. i'll be honest where uh as our friends at uh, time crisis would say we're banking apps right now so this is why uh we sound like uh, sleepy pete blackburn and sleepy dave right what now. i would call this is a bang bang Yes, we're doing a bang oh, bang. Oh, are we allowed to say? Are we allowed to use bang bang anymore? I, whenever I uh, quote Louis C.K., which I do all the time, I just always say like the late Louis C.K. said whatever. <laughs> okay, fair. We, also, we don't have to pretend like we didn't watch Louis because Louis was a great show, and at the time everybody enjoyed it. Speaking of uh, kind of like lightly canceled people, I was so offended by Megan's. DJ hates anything that's popular. Like two minutes before that, I was talking to somebody else and we were talking about movies and I could tell this person was a real buff. And you were like, Kevin Spacey has a new movie. I can't wait to see it. He actually does have a new movie. Yeah. But uh, in that conversation, like we had just had this co- the conversation of like, so who are your favorite actors? And I was like, oh, God, uh, Tom Hanks, Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh Back when he was really going, going off the board, Kevin there. <laughs> Spacey was just like fantastic, and I was just like naming like all of the obvious ones. So I quite resented. DJ probably doesn't like Mariah Carey. I was rattled, man. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, you wanted to talk about uh, Mindy Kaling. Oh no, comments. I just wanted to quickly bring up that she, yeah, she was on Good Morning America, and they asked what uh, Kelly would be up to these days, and she had the perfect answer, which was she would leave Dunder Mifflin to be an influencer. Uh, she would become popular and immediately be canceled. <laughs> it's probably true, yeah. <laughs> Which is just such a great answer. And then it kind of, like lightly kind of got into the conversation of um, everybody on the office would be canceled and they couldn't make the office today. Which is something that they've like said before and a everything. Million times, yeah. But uh, I, I think that the way Mindy Kaling put it though was not like she didn't really apologize for it. She was just like, "The Office is uh, an inappropriate show and." inappropriate things don't play well anymore and what people are offended by has changed and it seemed like a very diplomatic way of not being like hey we were terrible people when we made the office like yeah, they knew no. what jokes they were making right they, they knew that they, they were they being knew the like, characters in- were flawed and yeah. like inappropriate and also it i it, nobody should apologize for the office because the office is like a snapshot in time it oh, is yeah. a like a reflection of what people like were not offended by at yeah. the time. But, I mean, they also saw that it was offensive. Like, one of my friends is very passionate about... Uh, one, one of my friends was on a first date and, like, got in an argument about Michael Scott because somebody was the, the person that uh, they were on a first date Getting with. Getting in an argument on a first date is awesome. That rules. <laughs> and I so hate good. that it's never happened to me because that would I would seem perfect for that. Yeah, I just think that, like, you're you're too polite. Yeah. And I'd be, like, more interested in, like, oh, 
why do they feel that way? Yeah. And then just, uh, anyway, um, the, the person was like, Michael Scott is so offensive and all this blah, blah, blah. And my friend, uh, who's a, a black dude, was like offended by that thought because he was like, they're showing they, they they came up with the worst possible boss right and he's like offensive purposefully yeah, yeah not uh, not uh, like not in his mind like, but like well as the the late louis ck said uh the uh the clifford the big red dog you heard that joke no he's like they got a book called clifford the big red dog what the book should be called is look how big i drew this dog on purpose <laughs> yeah. was oh man isn't that uh exactly what i did <laughs> and he's like all these situations that the dog gets into that's because you made the dog so big <laughs> that's true so it's not like oh no how do we get in this situation you did it <laughs> you drew the dog too big you gave this company the worst boss yeah yeah okay yeah that's a that's that's fair also like uh, my reaction too is like like every show can be offensive that is old because just like views and then like what people pay attention to changes yeah there was an audience for it yeah like i've been watching cheers recently r.i.p chris kirstie mm. alley uh just got to the uh the kirstie alley uh episodes of cheers like one day before she died i had so. such a good uh text to you that went over your head you said uh damn just like literally just got to the first uh uh kirstie alley episode of uh cheers and she dies and i said what the fuck i haven't even started the no show. i know i did get it i just didn't respond to it <laughs> mm, you respond to something else like five seconds later yeah because we were in a group chat and somebody else said something i got the joke <laughs> it would seem pretty self-explanatory oh, i don't I got the joke. It's Trust layers. me, I got the it's joke. Layers to it, player. <laughs> oh my I god! Don't... Uh, yeah, but I've been watching Cheers, and like, like ninety percent of Cheers is just Sam Malone trying to fuck his employees, and they're like being resistant, and he's being really persistent. So that wouldn't play well these days. And it, everybody would want a selfie with Sam Malone. He's like a quasi celebrity. Quasi celebrity. Like I, I don't think that you'd need a selfie. You'd be like, yeah, I go to Cheers all the time. How much? How many uh, seasons did he play? Uh, I don't know specifically. He like he was around like a decent amount of time. Like he wasn't like a Pat Light who was. So like that's who I thought. So he Pat was. Light and and Sam Malone have very like a lot of parallels because uh, Pat Light owns bars. Ah, and uh, like famously flamed out of major league baseball mm. um his was more because of the yips and like lack of control sam malone became an alcoholic yeah and uh and his career tailspinned because he couldn't control his drinking nice so yeah. like he was around long enough to be known okay like the, they're not there aren't like a ton of pat light cards flying around but there would have been a lot of yeah sam, sam malone, malone yeah. cards Sa like sam malone had a had a nickname what was it? Sam Mayday Malone. Why? Because he couldn't control anything. And so, like, when you're, like, about to crash. Yeah, but they, they meant, like, personal life stuff? Or, uh, like, no, he was inaccurate? Like, he was inaccurate, I would, I believe. I love a good pitcher with a nickname that uh, says that they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, that, and, like, they embrace them. Like, Sam Malone is down with the Mayday nickname. I grew up on a guy named uh, John Wasden, pitched for the Boston oh, Red yeah, Sox. yeah, Way and, Back uh, Wasden, baby. <laughs> his nickname was Way Back Wasden. There was also, uh, they, the Red Sox had a, uh, 
had a third base coach named uh, Wendell Kim, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a couple of nicknames. Both of them were kind of the same. He's either Sendamin Kim or Waveman Kim, and the joke there was. That guy just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Didn't do any coaching. That, didn't that do way. any, like, thought. Just if he saw you, he was going to tell you to run until that you were That man out. just liked chaos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he was the original. Never thought about this before, but he was the original full send. Yeah. Because he literally was doing the full send because he was a third base coach. Would be a half send if he was the first base coach. Yeah. They were like, okay, uh, this one's going to uh, just... Uh, just past the second baseman and uh what's that guy on the, the left side of the field doing he's gesturing to the guy who's slowly jogging to first base for his base hit he wants him to run home circle them all baby i think yeah yeah he gave me a baseball one time oh very cool i was actually as a kid i, I got i got those balls man <laughs> seriously i was like a fan favorite of uh of either Pitchers warming up or coaches before the game. And Derek like, Lowe gave me a ball. Mark Malaska gave me a ball. When this hits the uh, brunch out of context Twitter in like a year and a half, and yeah. it's just the quote, when I was a kid, man, I got those balls. While we're un- be quite confusing. While we're uncaffeinated <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm finding myself to be a little cantankerous, the uh, out of context thing has reached a, an insufferable point at least not, for me. not the brunch out of context no. one like the the out of context uh twitter accounts twitter accounts uh sports writers that i follow will say like so and so out of context or there was the the worst one was uh a that there was a new girl out of context twitter account and on thanksgiving it posted like uh schmidt and jess are like putting a turkey in the oven and there could not be more context to the situation. It's like, all right, it seems like this is a Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. They're doing a turkey thing. And then he makes some joke about like being stuffed. You no, could it's, not- it's, it's it's like, it, yeah, it's like too big and it like just stuff it in there. Or oh, something. right. And then he's like been there before <laughs> there could not, you could not have more context. Yeah. That could be the actual video of that. And there would, it, it would provide just only a little more context. Out of con, I just, you're smart enough. You know what on out of context means. Anyway, uh, listen to next week's episode where uh, we do a full deep dive on this new girl out of context debacle. No, I mean the caffeine will be hitting. I mean, like this is we're in the wee hours right now. This is a word. I think you're being a little too hard on us right now. I think really? this has been fine. Yeah, I, th- I think that we're a little decaf, but not in a bad way. We're still lapping most other podcasts yeah for sure like this is uh if we had a morning show we'd still have more energy than most of the morning shows yeah speaking of morning shows i was at work the other day and there's a green room they got a bunch of tvs and because they're we're so up our own you know what's all the tvs are set to various nbc channels Mm. and uh guess who was on good morning america i think but none other than that cock that snake mike love <laughs> but it said like the beach boys joins good morning america it's just mike love it was mike love bruce johnson and like a bunch of his cronies mm. and i said i was said that's not the beach boys that's stupid fucking mike love and one of my coworkers was like oh 
Mike Love sucks. Wow. And then told stories about how she'd worked with Mike Love for a while and how he was the worst. And then you just threw your coffee in the trash because that was all the energy that you needed I was in like, one morning. Oh, <laughs> you have come to the right place. That absolute loser, dork. Uh, let's discuss Spirited. Yeah, buddy. Spirited is a 2022 Apple TV movie starring Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, Rose Byrne. Mm -hmm. Didn't see Rose Byrne coming when I fired that up. And it is a, let's say it's a modern take on A Christmas Carol. Yes, it a is. very modern take. It is a uh, the most online Christmas Carol adaptation that you could ever find. It is two hours and seven minutes, mm -hmm. which is a little lengthy. What are you looking for, for me, there, if pal? I'm being honest? My notes, my my movie notes are always on my phone. Correct, same. Because I I can't just sit there with a laptop all day. I gotta to watch the actual movie. Uh, it's a long musical version mm -hmm. of A Christmas Carol, which you've probably seen musical renditions of a music carol. If you've seen a uh, a Muppet Christmas Carol, have you ever seen that? Yes. Or Harley and Marley. Mm -hmm. Great one. Great one. Uh, a lot of high school productions of A Christmas Carol, too. Really? Yeah. And there are songs? Usually, yeah. Interesting. Uh, look, this, I think, is a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes. It is a very nice time. It's enjoyable. It's too long. There's things about it I would change. But pound for pound, all things considered... This is a movie that I would recommend watching, and I, like, seriously, add it to your rotation for the Christmas season and not in a, it's a stupid thing kind of, like, th this is like an actual movie. It's it's an actual movie. It's a, it's, a, it's a fun time. I had a better time with this movie than I expected, especially once I saw that it was two hours and seven minutes. That is too long for a Christmas movie. Uh, this one didn't feel super long, to me at least. Um, I really enjoyed it. I had a fun time. Not all the songs are amazing, but like there's great production. And um, I would say that it's like a smart movie with a good message that kind of presents itself as dumb. And that's kind of endearing sometimes. Uh, but, you know, I would recommend watching this movie for sure, but I would recommend watching it soon because this movie is not going to age well this movie oh. is going to age like spoiled milk it is like a lot of current commentary a lot of like jokes that will not be gotten in 10 years um so and when i say when, when i say very online it is that's what i mean like if you are a person who's on the internet all the time now you're gonna like this movie but it's not gonna age super well yeah it's super dark as well, which gets there. <laughs> yeah, um, it. But the, the, as for like the the pretends to be stupid thing, if you put Ryan Reynolds in your movie, I don't want to say that he's typecast, but he is always going to be the kind of like dopey wink at the camera type. So, mm -hmm. and Will Ferrell, honestly, like Will Ferrell isn't super Will Ferrell in this movie, and I like that about it. like he isn't uh, very Will Ferrelly, which is like the get off the shed kind of will i'm in a glass he, case of emotion thing like yeah he doesn't really get there until later in the movie and it's only in bits and pieces and i find this to be a very refreshing will ferrell performance ryan reynolds is ryan reynolds and that's very yeah. fun i i really liked 
both of their characters, even though Ryan Reynolds plays uh, a very bad guy. What this is, is uh, and it, when you said it's smart, I agree with that, too, because I like the spin they put on it, which is the uh, Ghost of Christmas past, present, future thing is essentially run like a company and like Santa's uh, village, they kind of work year round. They find their mark. All right, who's a bad person? Uh, who's redeemable versus uh, they say unredeemable, which I kept wanting it to be irredeemable, but I actually think unredeemable is correct mm-hmm. there. And uh, they have their mark that they're going to to work on and fix them for the year. But Will Ferrell, who is a kind of uh, lost or uh, having like a 300-year-old life crisis sort of thing, uh, he comes across Ryan Reynolds' character and says, no, 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 let's fix this guy. And he's drawn to him because Ryan Reynolds' character is unredeemable, which means that he's off limits to that operation because it's a waste of time and resources. Yeah. Yeah. And he really needs to win him over. Uh, We really buried the lead, which... By, by saying who's in this movie, because yes, this movie does use the cheat code. Octavia Spencer yes. is in this movie. Part of why Will Ferrell wants to work with this Ryan Reynolds character is because Octavia Spencer works with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell sets his eyes on her, has a little interaction with her and says, boy, oh boy, I may be hundreds of years old, but... I'm feeling things. <laughs> so if there's a nice love story, someone told me going in like, hey, watch out. This movie's all over the place. And it is, but not to the point where you can't handle it. Right. It, it's it's got it goes in several different directions, but like they're all tied back to like a central lane. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't veer off the road. Yeah. It, it's it has a couple different lanes that it, it shifts between and, and it really never felt like it was unmanageable. So like I, I don't know, like I would I don't have too many criticisms of this movie. I think that it has a really fun time. My favorite character was uh, the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, oh yeah who, who key part of the movie major part of the is, plot uh, played by sunita I, manny yes and she's fucking amazing she's so good in this movie and that like her role in the movie as like just an extremely horny ghost that that completely abandons her work <laughs> so uh will ferrell is the ghost of christmas present mm-hmm. and he has to end up spending the whole movie with this Ryan Reynolds character because when they start the operation, the ghost of Christmas past immediately fucks Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> so they have to take her off the case. When you say it's a smart movie, that's like the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's that amazing. is such a funny uh, like premise for a movie. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present has to do the whole thing with the mark because the ghost of Christmas past fucks him. <laughs> so That's, good and she says going in like when they decide that they're gonna make uh ryan reynolds the mark she's like fuck i don't know if i'm gonna be able to control myself <laughs> she and she was like suggesting that they do make ryan reynolds the mark because she was like he's so hot we should do him and but will and ferrell, she will ferrell agrees though he's <laughs> like oh my god like i can't take my eyes off him so like there is you're worried that people aren't gonna be able to control themselves i guess will ferrell is able to kind of keep a lid on it, A, because he's attracted to uh, Octavia Spencer, so she's taken up most of his attention, but also that he sees that, like, 
we can't lose another person from this case. <laughs> I can't leave this to the ghost of uh, Christmas Future, who is played very well by Tracy Morgan. Unbelievable. Which, <laughs> Outrageous. Man, it's a it's a very, very good cast. It's a very weird movie. Uh, very fun time. And how, how did you – what was your reaction to, like, the, the music and the numbers? I liked a lot of the songs. It – I, I liked it seriously. Like I didn't think I'm not going to be putting them on the uh, the the old iPod, but I thought a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the ideas for the songs were really fun. I loved Ryan Reynolds's like introduction song. It's so good where he's pitching the conference room one. That yeah, so good. So he Ryan Reynolds plays a like a PR person. Yeah, essentially, he, he has like a basically a media company that kind of like will help it's like basically like a media like fire alarm company that like Mm -hmm. they will push the messages that that want that that get attention off of you i guess right so it's a lot of like hey like he's introduced i believe he's uh telling somebody to tweet a very bad word yes and it because it's like it's a chestnut checkers thing it's like all right we need a diversion for whatever so need you to send a bad tweet today and then another time like octavia spencer's like okay so uh ed sheeran uh is going to insult uh billy eilish yeah and then he's gonna tomorrow and he'll apologize like before the vmas like stuff like that yeah uh which i was like ooh, i kind of want to work there (laughs) (laughs) right it's all very uh evil and sick but uh we can get into some spoilers now. Oh, or you yeah. got any uh, I mean, non-spoiler leftovers? There was one spoiler that was uh, very obvious, I thought, which was the truth about Will Ferrell's character. Oh, really? I didn't I didn't get that. I did because I googled uh, spirited cast oh, and okay. it said Will Ferrell plays Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. And then the movie started and I was like they're not telling me this person's Ebenezer Scrooge. And then like 2 minutes into the movie I'm like Oh, damn it. And then I, once it was revealed, I was like, I like to think I would have figured it out by now. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't have. No, yeah. But it, it explains that was a nice why he's so it. hell-bent on, like, no, it has to be this guy. And they're like, but he can't be redeemed. And he's like, anybody can be redeemed. And and honestly, I liked that they didn't they didn't really, like, spend a whole lot of time hammering that home. They were like, uh, yeah, by the way, this is Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge, and it, like, explains a lot of the motivation behind Will Ferrell's character yeah. and, like, why he's been involved in, like, the redemption uh, department for mm-hmm. so long and why he doesn't want to return to Earth. And, like, it it uh, it explains a lot. And I, I guess, like, the best thing about this movie for me is how – like the central message is that not everybody is good or bad or like black and white. It's like everybody kind of falls in the middle. And like even if you are quote unquote redeemed by like these ghosts, it doesn't like happen overnight. You're not immediately – you don't immediately become a good person. It's like – and like anybody can become a good person. You just have to work at it. Yeah. I and mean, there is a great – uh, once the reveal of uh, Will Ferrell being Ebenezer Scrooge comes, and by, by, by this point, he and Ryan Reynolds have uh, really formed a, a bond and a rapport, and they both kind of see something in each other. And Ryan Reynolds is now kind of looking after Scrooge, which is cool. Um, but once that reveal comes, 
then the jokes really start to come and pay off. Like Scrooge is explaining how his whole thing happened. And then he was like, and then I was never uh, bad again the rest of my life. And he was like, wow, how much longer did you live? And he's like, oh, like three and a half weeks because it was like the 1800s. <laughs> so everybody just like died. And that's like, that's amazing because that that is what would happen. Like Scrooge was an old guy when they got to him. Right. Yeah. Or like even if Scrooge was like 30, it's like, okay. He probably was 30, but he looked 90 because that's yeah. how that time worked back then. And then, okay, like they fixed him and then he just died, which was <laughs> great. And uh, they play around with the language of back then. Uh, and to your point about like it doesn't happen overnight and you're not ever like completely one thing or the other. Ryan Reynolds, who is becoming a much better person, really wants Scrooge to – he's like, hey, tell someone off. Like, just – you still got it. Just like if someone – Just blow off some steam. Yeah. Yeah, just just get it out there. And the way they do it is by saying good afternoon to somebody because that was the way of saying fuck you to somebody back in the day. So they have this big uh, song of they're telling everybody good afternoon. And as they're saying it, like, people are fainting and they're so offended by it. I love that shit. That was yeah. really uh, that was really funny. How did you feel about like the um, you, you brought up that it is a dark movie. There is a dark point in this movie where like uh, where Ryan Reynolds character gets to see like the future and like the impact that his decisions have on the world. And uh, the ghost of Christmas future shows him the reality in which uh kid that ryan reynolds smears for like his ne- his niece mm-hmm. uh his niece is running for class president uh ryan reynolds helps smear the, her opponent who they're like in middle school or something or high school he's in eighth grade and eighth he grade. finds uh an instagram story from when the kid was in sixth grade yes so uh a lot of like the a lot of commentary on like the hey Stuff when you did stuff you did when you were younger. It's gonna stick with you forever. Right. Yeah. Uh Ryan Reynolds smears the opponent. Uh the kid kills himself. Yeah. He is in like eighth grade and he kills himself. So that is a very dark turn for what was like otherwise yeah. a pretty accessible and uh um like PG thirteen movie. Yeah. They I don't was... even swear in this movie. Uh like, yeah, they do. Well, there are like points where like they get to swearing and like the the guys like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, they they do like uh, they say like shit and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. But the as as for the kid storyline, and they kind of build throughout like the the making of that kid's undoing, and then the consequences of it. I mean, it, it, they're trying to show somebody how bad the shit they're doing is it is like the worst they go to like the extreme of like the worst case scenario and i mean it's it's as tough as it gets then you you have to watch the niece uh go to like this vigil that they're having for the kid it is and like the other classmates sort of blame her rough 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 stuff uh bet you didn't know this movie is filmed in boston oh it is a filmed only in Boston. A lot of Boston scenes. There's a great romantic scene on the waterfront there with uh, Will Ferrell and Octavia Spencer. They make a nice couple in this movie. Tell you what, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Boston shit. It's literally only filmed in Boston, uh, but the movie does not take place in Boston ever at any point in time. Really? It's only it takes place in New York. I, f- I figure they say it's New York. It's right? New York. Yeah, that's the, they do that more and more now. 
It used to be like, no, yeah, of course. Toronto, they would do a lot. Of course, but like, it, I don't know. It seems like a strange choice. Like, New York didn't have much to do with like the plot or anything. It could have easily been Boston. I think, though, that if you're doing, if you're trying to like set up certain bad people, and it's like all they care about is their work or whatever. Like there, are, New York's a better place. There are yeah. like they they just do. I, I want to talk about it at some point. Um, I'm kind of over the every movie now just being like eat the rich. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do the same thing with like every every bad guy is the same exact person. It's like the succession family. Yeah, in everything, that's kind of like what they do with uh, Ryan Reynolds character where they're like, Hey, we need a guy who is grumpy and needs fixing. All right, let's make him the dad in uh, elf. He just like sits in his <laughs> office, just a rich, immoral asshole who like only cares about work and nothing else. Yeah. That's why I liked though, uh, not to bring it to a different Christmas movie, but the Lindsay Lohan movie Lohan. falling for Christmas, Lindsay Lohan movie. Sorry. Uh, her dad is like a rich billionaire hotel owner. But he's a really nice guy. Yeah. A really nice guy. I mean, I don't really know a lot of billionaires, but I bet a lot of them can be sweet. They do the right things with their... I'd say the percentage is probably small, but they exist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting that 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 they like put in so much work to make this look like New York. Um, and I'm trying to think. Like, do they? Like, do they swap out? Yeah. Like the... They swap out like the skyline and stuff. Yeah, and uh, and in like the old London scenes with Ebenezer Scrooge, it's filmed mm. like um, in uh, Beacon Hill. Yeah, where there's like the cobblestone yeah. roads. Uh, they like I read up on it, and they 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 had to like build like this gigantic scaffolding so that they could film at night and have like um, it's because it looks like a stage production. Basically, mm. it looks like this was filmed in a warehouse. And they like recreated old London, but it the in they really did it in Boston. And I was like, why didn't you just do it in like a fucking warehouse? I guess I respect the commitment, but it doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, where are you going with this on Letterboxd? Uh, Letterboxd, I gave it a three and a half stars out of five. I would put it in like the seventy range. Yeah. So that's. I, this is where I wish like quarter stars were available because I'd probably go three and a quarter, but it's Christmas season, so you got to round up. I'm going to give it an even four stars. Just kidding. I'm going <laughs> to give it three and a half stars. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's, I mean, great cast. Great, great cast. I like the songs. Did you like the songs? I liked some of the songs. Yeah. No, like, no. Like, I'm not going to be like humming them or singing them exactly. in the aftermath, but like, it was. It, there were very few times where I was like, "All right, when the fuck is this song gonna be over?" Right. I liked it, man. Just put Octavia Spencer as the third lead. In she didn't need anything. to do that movie, by the way. Of all the people that didn't need to do that movie, Octavia Spencer did not need to do that movie. Maybe it's like a networking thing, though. Yeah, maybe. But she, like, she probably already knows Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Also, I have to imagine that like Apple TV trying to make a, a name in the game, trying to make some headway, they mm. probably passed out the bag to everybody that was in that movie. All right, next, this is what we do every time we see an Octavia Spencer movie. Next, give us an Octavia Spencer-led Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what about a sequel with those two raising their kids? What if they, I be, I'm I'm almost going to guarantee They'll try that to... they will do a Spirited 2 um, movie. 
What I would like to see is Ma, a Christmas special. Give it to me. All right, that's uh, this one. I'm going to be away next week, so that's why we're banking these uh, these epis. But check the Brunch Patreon for content uh, later this week, and then we will have an episode out next week as well. Appreciate you. Talk to you later. Uh, goodbye, then.